Well, that's the last AEW Alpha Fusion or Fusion Alpha. Don't cry. They're coming back with Azteca Underground, isn't it? Is it Azteca Underground? It is, isn't it? Yes. They're coming back with that. So hopefully that'll be a little bit better, won't it? Because sometimes this has not been great. I like the wrestling very much. Most of it, but it's just the soap opera stuff. I keep saying this that I'm not sure about. First of all, we've got a 5150 promo. And I said last week that, you know, there's quite a lot of hackneyed stuff here, you know, with stuff around coming on coming on our turf and all that kind of, you know, bad boys and all that. We've seen it before. Now, I don't know the, the provenance and the childhood of all these people who are in 5150, like Slice Boogie and uh, Danny Limelight, but the promo is usual. And then we've got, last week Alex Kane was attacked in his car. He wasn't really attacked, I don't think, by Calvin Tankman, who had been attacked in turn by Alex Kane. Hope you keep it up. Yeah, this is the soap opera. And um, he's now been arrested. There's a sort of mocked up arrest picture of him. Yeah, and apparently he's got Stephen B. New involved, Alex Kane, because he advertises in MLW, so it's a little bit of meta stuff. Really lovely, that. Actually, not lovely at all. Really, really poor. Okay, to the ring. Holiday with Dr. Dax on a chain versus Willow Nightingale. She's got someone, apparently last week she said she'd, that Holiday would see her dark side. She's got someone to help us. Help us so it'll be someone who's really part of the dark side and it'll be someone, oh, it's the blue meaning. Right. There's some good action in this, like a Holiday side slam. A rather stiff kick in the face from Willow. She does the butt bump and the back elbows. There's a nice sent on for a two count. Then there's a spinning elbow to the midsection from Holiday, which is very nice actually. And then Dax um, creates a distraction on a Willow pin so that um, she can't pin Holiday. It's naughty, naughty, Dr. Dax. Dax then chokes Willow with his chain on the outside. That was a bit violent, to be honest. Meanie protects, of course. There's a Willow drop kick for uh, Holiday. And then, um, and then there's sort of both of them are in. Both Willow and Blue Meanie doing tandem offense. So, you know, joint throws to the, to the, to the ropes and they come back and joint punches and then a Dusty Rhodes punch and the ref just allows it. And then Ares comes in because he's part of that new um, faction, Decay. Well, they're not called Decay, but you, they're very similar. And then he um, drop kicks Meanie. And there's a, that double underhook face buster that Holiday does for the pin. It was actually a rather good match. But what we don't want to see afterwards is 5150 out again with El Jefe. He's celebrating with them. I can't hear him at all. And you know what? I thought it might be something to do with the microphones, but I can hear 5150. Why can't I hear El Jefe? Anyway, we get back to the uh, the Von Eriks in Hawaii, playing Pac-Man and talking about their next match, which will be a tag team championship match. And I'm really bored by it. 
get back to the ring, please. Okay, Homicide versus LA Park. This should be something special. Quite a lot of it is, actually. LA Park flies through the ropes onto Homicide. There's a DDT from Homicide, and he does the slap to the back of the neck before he does it. That's always very nice. LA Park's put on a bit of timber, shall we say, over the years, and he's got a sort of singlet and then um, trousers, and his belly is coming through that, sim that singlet. Yeah. But Homicide, even though he's a bigger dude than he used to be, manages to get him over in a sort of suplex throw. There's a nice uh, Homicide neckbreaker, because Homicide is very good, and then a cutter for a long two count. Very nice. And then a spear, and suddenly, because he pins him with a really tight pin, and Homicide can't get out, the win. That was a nice moment. He's got the pin, he's really pushing against it, Homicide just can't get through, can't kick out. That was a really nice idea. Okay, Casey Navarro apparently has a neck fracture from last week when Enzo, apropos of nothing, when he'd finished his match, grabbed him and raised his head to him onto, into the ring post. He hasn't got a fractured neck, he's still working, which is great. Do they not know that social media exists? I have looked on social media and other things and he seems to be still working, which I'm really pleased about because I really like his work. But do they not know that people can check? This is the soap opera, you see. Okay, we've got the Cesar Duran story from a few, running a few weeks ago, you know, this gorilla sort of um, reporting, you know, when he gets the scoops. He doesn't. And they've had to fill in the gaps. Okay, you saw him at the door, Cesar Duran, El Jefe, putting some money into somebody's hands, and then the next week, Hammerstone's attacked by this person, and obviously he was paying that person to attack Hammerstone. We didn't know that. It wasn't properly written, so you've had to fill in the blanks. <sighs> now we get the nicest piece of the programme, which is a payan, look it up, payan, P-A-E-A-N, a sort of valedictory piece, if you like, from Charlie Brizzy, Br Brizzies, Charlie Brizzies, that's right. I want to make sure I pronounce it right. Who is the NLW cameraman? But he's actually been doing so much. And AWA he started with. Then he was with ECW, head of production there, started in 94, was there during the pomp years. He's even allowed to talk to camera about his shooting style. Then they celebrate him on the programme, they announce him. And it's in Philly, this episode, so they unfurl a banner for him. He gets Charlie Chance. Takes it really stoically, but it's a beautiful moment. Something very special for this show. And really, wonderful that MLW would do this. Great, I was a bit teary, to be honest. And then Tankman calls from jail. So hokey, this. Calling from jail. It's ridiculous. The final match is Tajiri, who is, of course, your MLW middleweight champion, versus Atsuki. Ayaji, who is from All Japan Pro Wrestling. And it's a simulcast. A simulcast. Oh yes, not heard that word. Four years from Japan, shown in America. It's actually alright, you know. They trade hammerlocks to begin. There's good mat work. There's a Tajiri headlock, but he didn't I didn't think, oh god. There's quite a lot of energy here. Um and and 
ARG um, back, a handspring, backdrop sort of move, he's just swatted away very nicely by, uh, by Tajiri. And then ARG hits a lovely Asai moonsault to the outside. There's also a standing moonsault from him for a long two. Really good work in here. Tajiri gets his tarantula in there. They trade near falls. An Inzaguri, a pile driver. And then there's a buzzsaw kick quickly from Tajiri for the pin. That was a good short match. Really nice, but it's not the match that we go home with. What that is, is El Jefe, Cesar Duran, walking backstage and people are constantly talking to him. Holidays talking to him. And you've got that, is it called Nulls? I've forgotten about him already. And Hammerstone pushing him against a wall. And I finally realised that Cesar Duran's lines are said so slowly, uh, so quietly, should I say, that I can't hear him. It's not the mic. I just can't hear him because he's giving us even less than a TV performance. And even on a soap opera, that won't work. Let's hope he finds his voice when they go to Azteca. Ta-ta.